Asshole Court is a bi-weekly podcast in which a group of lifelong friends choose a controversial public figure and examine their history through available public records and various publications to determine if that person is as much of an asshole as the general public suspects. We rate the subjects on a not-so-scientific scale, ranging from Mr. Rogers to Hitler, 1 to 11, and average out the three scores in the end for our final number. Just a reminder, our judgment has no legal weight, is strictly an opinion, and is subject to change at any time, especially in the case of new evidence. It shouldn't be taken seriously. So, just don't. Growing up, as people try to identify who they really are, many will run through a number of phases. Teenagers do this all the time. Maybe it's a goth phase. One day they're wearing blue jeans and a t-shirt, and the next they're doing their best Robert Smith impression. Jet black hair, dark eyeshadow, and lipstick. I'm not excluded from this. Around the turn of the 21st century, I rocked platinum blonde hair, wore more woo wear than should be legal for a white guy, considered becoming a rapper, and spent random weekends in various county jails burnishing my street credentials. Thankfully, around the age of 20, I figured out who I really was. A mediocre corporate drone who only wears Wu-Tang shirts on the weekends while doing yard work. But some people never figure out who they are. Or even worse, they knowingly lie to themselves about it to themselves and everyone else. And they're grown-ass adults. Remember that lady, Rachel Dolezal? She was just some average white lady who decided one day that she really identified as a black woman. And not casually, she went in deep. You know, skin darkening, perms, heading a local chapter of the NAACP. Yeah, it went that far. Until she was discovered, shamed, and the entire country was left scratching their collective heads. Yeah, we've all heard about cultural appropriation, but that's when your weird alcoholic aunt wears a kimono around the house. This was a totally different level of appropriation. And today's show subject is a similarly odd tale, a woman who also decided one day to be something that she is not. But unlike Rachel Dolezal, she didn't do this as some obscure lady in some random American city. Oh no. She injected herself into general celebrity culture when she married Alec Baldwin and decided that she had a lot to tell the world about yoga and parenting and being Spanish. Perhaps you haven't heard of her, and that's okay, because we're going to fill you in on this wild-ass story today. So tune in for the next hour or so of this special Shredfest episode. This is Ilaria Baldwin. This is Asshole Court. get into the prelim scores i want to stop here for a minute and give a shout out to all of our patreon members we can't thank you all enough for your support oh yeah absolutely you are the heart and soul of what we're doing and it helps to know that real people are out there appreciating what we do because believe it or not writing and recording and editing these shows isn't always easy and you allow us to drink for free while we do our little hobby here so thank you very much jill stapleton sarah roshandel Kristen grubin Thomas O'Dwyer, Julia Hayes, Matthew Glenn, Jason Piper, Brett Nez, Henry Lanoy, Aaron Cowan, Eric Romero, Daryl Chass, SV Last Call, Kristen Kennedy, Anthony Andre, Harley Mosher, Meredith Zolny, 
Sean Sheehy, Keith Scheuer, Nikki Pettit, William and Christina Hoffman, Megan, Ryan, Justin Sheps, Jeff Hamilton, Southern Charm, Amber, Lindsay Hansen, Chris24420, love that one. <laughs> nice, yeah. Chris. Phil the Doctor, not Dr. Phil, Joy, Root, and Chicha Chiba Nina. If I fucked up your name, I'm sorry. Hit us up and tell me how dumb I am. <laughs> so I got to give a little bit of a shout out here and tell all these folks how much it makes my day. So probably TMI here in the morning as I'm getting ready for work, take my phone and go retreat to the bathroom for a minute. Mm-hmm. And um, that's when I'll dive into our email account, kind of see what's going on. And when we get new Patreon members, it's like that's literally great. a great way to start my day. Yeah. I open the email and it's like, bing, 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 bing. And I'm like, hell yeah. Nice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Good yeah. stuff. So literally like, thank you from the bottom of my heart. It makes my day great when Absolutely. I see this pop in. Yeah, 100%. I mean, me, Randy, and Mikey, we started this project three years ago, a little bit over three years ago. When we got onto Patreon, we weren't sure if anybody was going to jump on board here with us, and we're really glad that everybody did, yep. and uh, we can't thank you enough. You guys, um, you know, like Mikey said, uh, it really does take a lot of work here to edit it down, to write out the shows, and you know, we come down to the wire sometimes, but you know, knowing that there is a fan base out there that really wants it, uh, it's awesome. We really appreciate all you guys. Yeah. Absolutely. Hell yeah. Now, if you're not a Patreon member, you should definitely consider joining. You'll get cool stickers and shout outs and early episode drops, and we'll get better beers and an improved sense of self-esteem. <laughs> and if money's tight, just give us a five-star review and tell your friends about us. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and you've got over 10 hours of uh, episodes on Patreon right yeah. now. I think we're pushing into 11 or something Someone like that. Yeah, some conspiracy court shit. That's yep. pretty cool. Yeah. Patreon.com slash AHC podcast. You've got to put the full name into your internet browser because we're explicit and they won't let you just search for us. So you go patreon.com slash AHC podcast. That's it. Now on to the prelim score. Oh, yeah. All right. Who wants to start with Ilaria Baldwin? I'll take it. All right, All right buddy. Buddy, what you got? All right. So uh, I was reminiscing about what Mikey was saying in the intro. And, Me too, uh, actually. Yeah, he brought up some fond memories of him. Oh, man. Platinum haired Mikey. Yep, for uh, sure. That this was is... awesome. Awesome back in the day. We had our own Eminem in the crew, and for it was sure. It was I was great. a fucking asshole, too. Not a great person. I have improved over time. Uh, very much so, like a fine wine. Thank you. So, uh, but yeah, no, I was um right there next to Mikey. I I, I love how I said I was a fucking asshole, and neither one of you disagreed. <laughs> <laughs> it was never like, no, you were pretty cool. It was like, no, you're right. You are much better now. I think all of us were pretty much dicks and yeah. assholes back when we were teenagers, so... You know, I was right there next to Mikey wearing parachute pants and, you know, raving it through those days. You danced in a Hardee's one time. Yeah, sure, sure did. Yeah. And not even for free food or anything I like know. that. Yeah. No, but yeah, that's uh, it was fun little trip down memory lane there, Mikey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. I remember it well. Switching gears and getting into Hilaria, um, I have no clue who she is. I mean, I knew that, she, you know, I know way more about Alec Baldwin than I do about her, yeah. um, but that's the only frame of reference that I have for her. I'm interested to see what we uncover here in the courtroom today, and uh, you talking about her kind of uh, appropriating cultures. Mm-hmm. You know, for me, pre-show, I usually, if I don't know who they are, I would start them off at a 5.5 because I'm just, you know, splitting it right down the middle. Mm-hmm. But uh, you said appropriating cultures, and it kind of reminded me a little bit of Tila Tequila, mm-hmm. who is now, you know, very, as appropriated Nazi culture. That's right, an Asian Nazi. Not a lot of those. Yeah. Not too many. Yeah, not too many. And so, uh, yeah, right off the rip, I'm going to uh, start... Hilaria Baldwin off at a 5.1 Okay, right there with Tila. 
And uh, let's see where she ends up by the end of the show. Yep. Okay. That's fair enough. All right. And uh, so 5.1 for Buddy. Randy, what you got? So kind of to Buddy's point, I don't know too, too much about her. I do know the whole story about her kind of falsifying her background. Mm-hmm. And I don't know too much detail about it. I know that's probably the reason why. Um, we're doing the show today, right? Sure. If I'm not mistaken, this was going to be a conspiracy court episode. I'm gonna, um, yeah, I'm going to touch on that. Okay, sure. yeah. So it wasn't too much there. So to, it's funny because I was looking at my pre-show score for her as well. I was right in the range with Buddy. And when I think of you know some of the lies, some of the folks comparable to her, I think Dr. Oz maybe. Little, you know, he was a snake oil salesman, mm-hmm. and sure, she doesn't seem to be on the up and up. So I'm going to put her a tick below. I'm going to have her at a 5.2 actually. Okay. Pre-show right. 5.2 for Hilaria Baldwin. Mike. All right, Mikey, bring uh, us home. That seems fair. I like that. I like the comparisons you guys made. I was sort of struggling because I, when I wrote the show, I actually didn't have a score in mind. I just was kind of like digging through because it it's just fucking strange. But yeah, I, I think uh, it's a, a, a fine comparison. The Doctor Oz area, Tequila Tequila, because you know I. I was going to say, like, maybe like Elizabeth Holmes, but like, you know, that's, it's not really fair. Like, people like got like bad cancer diagnosis because of what she did, whereas Ilaria Baldwin is just <laughs> kind of a strange uh, cat. So I am going to sort of split the difference between Tila Tequila and uh, Fred Durst. No, I'm sorry, Dr. Oz. And uh, I will put her at a 5.175. All right. With a 5.1 from Buddy. A 5.2 from Randy, and a 5.175 from Mikey. The pre-show asshole score on Hilaria Baldwin is 5.16. All right, 5.16, just a shade above Tila Tequila at 5.1, and a shade below Dr. Oz at 5.25. So she's below Dr. Oz. Yeah, as she will be. When she divorces Alec Baldwin <laughs> and has to move on to the next. Yes. There you go. You're welcome. I laid that one on a platter for That's you. That's right. All right. Well, are you guys ready to uh, get L started? <laughs> I don't know. C. 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 Mucho gusto. <laughs> no me gusta. So to start off, like up until about a month and a half ago, I knew literally nothing about Alec Baldwin's wife. I didn't even know her fucking name, honestly, right? And then someone hit us up on the AHC uh, podcast subreddit, which, you know, by the way, go check that out and all. Uh, And they asked us to do a show on Ilaria Baldwin. And then a bunch of people said to do that. Like, we got a bunch. It was like the highest voted thing we got. Upvote on Reddit for us? uh, Yeah, for Hilaria Baldwin. And they linked me to the Hilaria Baldwin subreddit. Yeah, I remember you telling us about this. That's right. I clicked on the link, and a couple of hours later, I came out of the subreddit like (laughs) Doc Brown stepping out of the smoking DeLorean. Mind fucking blown. Me and Randy are like, Marty, like, what do we do here? Yeah, (laughs) yeah. While I initially thought, who the fuck cares about Alec Baldwin's wife? When it was suggested, I had, like, stepped through the looking glass here, okay? It's not that I cared about her. Is that the whole thing is just so absolutely bizarre. Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. So I want to give a big shout out to all the Pepinos in the Hilaria Baldwin subreddit for the oddball show topic. Now, originally, 
We thought the show was going to be uh, released under our conspiracy court tent, which is like what uh, Randy was alluding to. Uh, is Hilaria Baldwin Spanish or just a big old fraud? But when I got into the research, there's just no fucking conspiracy there. Yeah. I was talking about it with my wife, and uh, I was like, yeah, we're going to cover Hilaria Baldwin on conspiracy court. And she was like, well, what's the conspiracy? And I was like, I don't know. Maybe <laughs> she... Exactly. Like, I don't know. She, yeah. Maybe she's Spanish, but she's not. And she was like, so what's the conspiracy? Yeah. And I was like, I don't know. Mikey always finds them, and I just, you know, so yeah. we'll see what happens. No, no. No, there's no conspiracy. <laughs> we decided, uh, you know. I said, also, this story is just too much fun to hide behind a paywall. So, mi amigos, you're all about to hear the tale of Hilaria Baldwino, la seductora de España. Bueno. ¿Estás listo? Sí. Okay. Hilaria Baldwin is born Hillary Lynn Hayward Thomas in oh, Boston, wow. Massachusetts on January 6, 1984. Now, Call me crazy, but that name and location sound about as authentically Spanish as Applebee's paella. <laughs> and that's because... Well, what was her name again? What's her full name? Her full name is Hillary Lynn Hayward Thomas. Okay. Yeah. And that's because in reality, Hilaria, <laughs> Hillary Lynn, is less Spaniard than she is a walking caricature of an uptight New England wasp. Which makes sense because let's take a look at her parents. Her mother, Catherine Hayward is native to El Massachusetts <laughs> and was a physician at Massachusetts General Hospital as well as an assistant professor of medicine at Harvard University Medical School. Oh, wow. All right. Her father, David L. Thomas, because she has there's a hyphenated name there. DLT. That's right. Uh, was an attorney who practiced real estate law at like white shoe firms in the Boston area. So, yeah, her parents are about as Spanish as Randolph and Mortimer Duke from Trading Places. <laughs> Although I, sh I should be fair here and point out that Daddy David did get his undergraduate degree in Spanish literature from Haverford College. So, you know, deep dives into Cervantes means you're basically Spanish, right? So it sounds like Daddy was reading her books, like kid books in Spanish while she was growing up. And she just was like, I love it. I'm going to take this and it's mm -hmm. going to be me. Mm-hmm. I am Spanish. <laughs> Daddy, yo soy, yo soy español. For her 15th birthday party, she decided it was going to be a quinceañera. And they were like, you're not really Spanish. She was like, I am now, as of today. And they're like, that's also more of a Mexican thing. <laughs> but whatever, maybe Hilaria's parents hail from Spain or her great-grandparents. I mean, Americans are notorious for claiming to be Italian-American or Irish-American or whatever because they're great, 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 great grandparents banged it out 150 years ago before drifting over to the new world. This usually includes some dumbass tattoo work too, a fucking shamrock or a flag or something dumb like that. Side note, unless you or your parents came over, you're just plain fucking American, you shit wagons. Get over yourself. It doesn't make you more interesting or more cultured to have a great, great, great grandparent from another country. That's pretty common. Like, don't go to Ireland and start telling people that your great, great, great grandparents banged it out in County Cork back in 1893. I can't speak for them, of course, but I'm betting the Irish people you tell us don't give a fucking shit. Not at all. Not one bit. According to that, I can actually say that I am a Brazilian-American. There you go. Yay, because my mom yeah. came from Brazil. That's right. Yeah. So legit. Legit. That's true. I'm authentico. 
Authentico in his nice. way you say it too. Yeah. Sounded like a Brazilian barbecue. Hey man, Authentico. Authentico right here. I've lived south of the Mason Dixon line my whole life. That's right. <laughs> it's funny because my wife is, you know, her parents are from uh, Southeast Asia. And sometimes she will drop a, a like a long draw. Oh, nice. She's like, "That's right." I'm like, ah, "It's so funny to see my little Asian wife drop a hell yeah, dude." Anyways, back to Ilaria. Even if I was trying to be generous to her claims of Spanishness, it's even worse than you think, and that's because there doesn't appear to be any Spanish blood in her lineage at all. She is of English, French, Canadian. German, Irish, and Slovak descent. And her grandfather on her dad's side is born and raised in the U.S. and has, quote, roots in the country that predate the American Revolution. All right, so I had to Google a picture of her, right, and see for myself what I'm looking at here. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I haven't even seen a picture of her. So she's got a dark complexion. She's attractive. Oh, absolutely. But here's the kicker. Like, with her complexion and her hair, she could make it up to where she might be able to portray oh, yeah. a Spanish person pretty easily. Well, that's what we're getting into. Yeah, she kind of looks like she uh, could almost have like a Penelope Cruz kind of oh, look. Oh, for sure. But yeah. then she also has um, an Anne Hathaway look, too. So it that's just right. depends on what she wants to go with. That's right. Yeah, I mean, like I said, it's, you know, considering like her stock, it's honestly a bit shocking that instead of choosing to claim like a background from Spain, uh, that she didn't stick to the standard New England wasp claim of being descended from Mayflower passengers. <laughs> okay, I'm not meaning to get ahead of myself here. Now that we've established that Ilaria Baldwin is as authentically Spanish as a Taco Bell fart, let's continue with her strange story. She goes to private school, of course, at the Cambridge School of Weston. Man, Living that's... that wasp life, boy! <laughs> what, so what is wasp? It's white Anglo-Saxon Protestant, and okay. it really refers to a specific group of people that are sort of well-to-do New Englanders that, okay. uh, you know, we could go on a long time about this, but there's a, a certain subtype and like you have like things that are called like the Protestant work ethic. And uh, it's just a, it's basically what sort of built the identity for white Americans. Okay. It's just kind of like uh, Cape Codders. Yes. Names that- like Buffy. Right. Yeah, that are okay. distinctly waspy. Okay, you know All we right. don't hear it down here in the south as much because it doesn't. You know, a lot of Baptist stuff down here, but up in New England, waspy means that you have a a number of tennis sweaters. You use summer as a verb. Correct. Okay. Uh-huh. Correct. Uh huh. Correct. And those that attend Cambridge School of Weston described her as the quote archetypical northeastern prep schooler with quote no accent. I'll bet you she got sold a lot of really expensive weed, like, you know, like oh, $100 yeah, a gram sure. type yeah. stuff. You know, they're hanging outside that school all day. <laughs> and you look for the kids that would pull the Will Smith and like wear their jacket inside out or, you know. Oh, yeah. Well, that was the, the spot them a mile away. That was part of the movie. I think it was Blow where they started figuring out they're like, we can drive this weed from California up to all these like like prep schools and stuff in Massachusetts, and they'll pay top dollar. Yeah. There's like ten or twelve of them within a fifty square mile radius, or something like that. Yeah, exactly. That whole stretch right there is nuts, dude. Uh, at nineteen, she goes off to college at New York University and is a high level collegiate athlete. She's on the NYU ballroom dance team, which. I didn't know they had collegiate like ballroom dance teams, but hey, I've learned a lot from looking into this lady, so there you go. 
That just sounds like your farts don't stink. Yeah. You're uh-huh. on the NYU ball dancing team or wait, ballroom dancing ball dancing team. But yeah. Also <laughs> was on she that. was doing that too, probably. That's right. Yeah. That's right. So but yeah, it was dancing balls. I've never used the term, but that sounds very waspy to oh, me. Oh, yeah. There, there you, you go. go. Well done. Perhaps to improve on her ballroom dancing form, she gets involved in yoga. She gets so into it that roughly five years later, in 2009, she opens her own yoga studio with uh, Michael Mike Patton. Not the guy from Faith No More. Oh, so oh I know. that would have been awesome. Yeah, that would have been kind of cool, yeah. We that, mentioned him on the Axl Rose that's episode. That's correct, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He has the largest range of any professional yeah. singer. She raises uh, money uh, herself by doing extra shifts as a restaurant dishwasher and living frugally. I'm obviously kidding. <laughs> I don't <laughs> I don't really know where she got the money to open a yoga studio in the West Village of Manhattan, but I'm going to take a wild guess and better parents kicked in just you know, a little bit. You yeah, know. just a little bit. Her mom that is a, you know, a medical professor at Harvard and her dad is a lawyer yeah. yeah yeah for a split second I was like huh that's kind of like how I had to do in college <laughs> yeah no very different <laughs> she went to and then, a and then it hit me she didn't go to a state school because she did you know yeah it's she went to NYU yeah which is technically a state school I mean my school was letters too but it's true yeah, but she it wasn't in was New York. NYU and she was she didn't live in New York, did she? No, no, she was Massachusetts. from Massachusetts. Yeah, so she would have been out of state. From Boston. Yeah. Yeah. No, what, is, what is that those fucking horrible Sam Adams commercials? Yeah. From Boston. Your cousin. From Boston. I fucking hate those commercials. <laughs> I kinda so like that guy. Oh my god. Yeah. You're supposed to hate him. I, I kinda like him. He's funny. <laughs> no, that guy sucks. Uh anyway, the name of the studio is Yoga Vida. Which I think is Spanish for yoga videos, but admittedly, like <laughs> my Spanish is not as good as Ilaria Baldwin's <laughs> yoga life. Oh yeah, no, I <laughs> it's a little bit of a joke there. Yeah. Uh, the good news is that the yoga studios do pretty well, and she and Mike Patton, not that Mike Patton, remember, they open more. <laughs> one in NoHo, one in Dumbo, another in Tribeca, and one off Sesame Street. <laughs> I was like, what? Come again? Yeah. yeah. Uh, and maybe it's also around this time that she drops the New England Wasp prep school accent and starts affecting a Spanish one. I'm not sure, but it definitely seems to be the case because even her competitive dance partner from 2006 to 2009, a guy named Alexander Ricketts, says that she definitely didn't have it at that time. There was no accent. Mm. Just, uh, hey, dude. But whatever, by the time yoga video is taking off around 2011, <laughs> this insanely accomplished young lady scores her greatest achievement. She fucks her way up the food chain. That's right. In 2011, <laughs> Ilaria is eating at a trendy vegan restaurant, Pure Food and Wine. They serve vegan raw food there, so, you know, just carrots and other vegetables cucumber. and shit. <laughs> which I feel is Lots just... Of cucumber. <laughs> Which I feel is just like uh, you calling your refrigerator crisper drawer a restaurant. <laughs> but hey, <laughs> there's probably hummus involved, I would yeah. imagine. Tzatziki yeah. sauce. Yeah. Anyway. Oh, like out of non dairy. Yeah, there's, you can't, well, yogurt. You can't do that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. No, no. I was thinking cucumbers. Non dairy tzatziki you know. sauce. I'll pass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. Thanks for playing, though. <laughs> Fucking poor Greek vegans. Could you imagine fake meat hero? With if it is non, it, like vegan tzatziki sauce, is it like well, I don't want to do the vegan thing, but is it like an impossible whopper? It's it's impossible hero, and let's just I be real, nobody's perfected hero. it yet. I would try it, yeah, 
But would you eat it with vegan tzatziki Absolutely sauce? Absolutely not. No, no, no not at all. No. I need that I there need that tzatziki sauce. Yeah. This is the reason why I get a gyro. Yeah. If no. they didn't have it on there, I'm I'm passing. That's yeah. Right. That's right. Uh, anyway, according to uh, Ilario herself, in a New York Times interview, she was speaking in Spanish to an Argentine man and his girlfriend who were seated at a table next to one where Mr. Baldwin, Alec Baldwin, was seated. She said, quote, I walked by him of, you know, Mr. Baldwin, and he called out to her, quote, who are you? I must know you. I must know you. First of all, the I must know you. I must know you <laughs> line. Uh, that legit makes me want to vomit. Uh, what if that was somebody's wife? Yeah, I know, like, right? I'd have been like, you want to fucking meet me if I was walking <laughs> behind her? Yeah. yeah. Stand up, short boy. I know you're short. You oh, no, he's, he's big. Is he tall? He's, he's Man, over six foot. a million. That's still clear, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not fair to all the actors out there. <laughs> Can't just say they're all short and tiny. That's how they have those fine chiseled features. They're like tiny gnome dolls that you collect. <laughs> right. Like little, like, On the shelf? Yeah. yeah. What are those little American dolls? <laughs> the little ladies? That's what actors are. But secondly, and most importantly, this interaction is incredibly important to the story because if it hadn't happened... Well, there's no fucking way we'd be doing this show right now. Hilaria Baldwin would just have been another well-to-do rando yoga lady who summers in the Hamptons and eats at raw vegan restaurants in the city, you know? And nobody would give a fuck. Not that they really do now, I guess. This is yeah. true, yeah. But instead, she meets a super famous guy who must know her. Must, must know, know her. her. <laughs> <laughs> Interestingly enough, according to her... She didn't really have a clue who Alec Baldwin was. And this is because she says that she never owned a television and didn't know much about or have an interest in American pop culture. Shut uh-huh. up. All she knows is yoga, competitive dance, Cervantes, and raw carrots. I find it. So she's just engaging in deep conversation with some random old stranger who must know her because, you know, why not? I read in one article that she basically asked him, what is it you do for a living? Yeah. Wow. Okay. All right. Well, hell, she may not have known who he was. Maybe. Eh. Now, let me pause here to say that I'm a bit conflicted on Alec Baldwin. This show isn't about him, but he's obviously the launch pad for the show because, again, without him, we'd never have heard of this fucking lady at all. In all honesty, I kind of like Alec Baldwin. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. He's a notorious hothead who can at times come across as entirely pretentious, but he's also a shockingly great comedic actor. I mean, He's hosted SNL in amazing fashion multiple times. The Canteen Boy skits from the early 90s are uh, uncomfortably hilarious <laughs> and also could not be made today for good reason. Oh, for sure. For oh, sure. absolutely. He was one of the best parts of 30 Rock as Jack Donaghy. For sure. And in my opinion, he was one of the funniest guests on the Seinfeld Netflix series, Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee. And he's obviously the best of the Baldwin brothers, though that bar is set pretty low, considering the second best may be the Baldwin that starred in Biodome and then became a Christian skateboarding minister. <laughs> so, and yet... Hey, Steven was awesome in Men at Work. He wasn't in that... Wasn't it him and Charlie Sheen? No, that's, that's, that's oh, damn. <laughs> yeah. oh, my bad. Never mind. It's okay. They're, yeah. they're both reasonably <laughs> interchangeable. Yeah. And yet, Alex, uh, apparently a guy that will tell a random chick at a raw vegan restaurant that he must know her. Then again, as we'll see, this story, that could be like entirely fabricated. Like I said, I'm totally conflicted. But let's talk about Alec Baldwin for a second here before All we right. move on. Okay. Alec kind of reminds me of Charlie Sheen, but just more straight and narrow. 
He came out of around that same time. They were both big movie stars. And it uh, looks like Alec just stayed in his lane where Charlie did not. Mm-hmm. So Alec, to me, like I remember him, probably the Canteen Boy stuff was when I... Yes. I knew oh, he was Canteen a movie star. I knew he was a movie star. And my sister loved Saturday Night Live. Yep. And that, that was the Farley, Adam Sandler, mm-hmm. like, heydays. Sure. And, uh, it really was one of the greatest eras of Saturday Night oh, Live. Oh, man. Sure. Legendary. So that, you know, I was watching it for that. That guy came on. That shit was hilarious. Um, but then you kind of see him progress, right? I remember 30 Rock, to me, was probably his biggest hit. That's, but, when, he, that's when he shifted into, like, a almost purely comedic role. Right. Where it was like, holy shit, this guy is a... Is a great comedian, but he's also a very good actor. Sure, I mean, he, he does he does dramas as well as he does comedies. Yeah, and then like yeah, when he was on SNL, you're like oh, I forgot like sweaty balls. Sweaty balls. Oh That's yeah, right. yeah. So you know he's always been fairly cool. I like his work, and then. The shit that happened to him recently, I mean, it's just fucked up. I'd yeah, say. that's yeah. really fucked I up. I mean, it did literally change the lives of many people. Yeah. Um, and some people really wanted to, like, put that on him. I'm like, that's not his job. Dude, He's yeah, exactly. That's, that's, that's the distraught. prom coordinator, yeah. dude. 100%. Even, like, a partial blaming on him. That's, that's yeah. fucked, man. Yeah. So, anyway, yeah, no, he's, um, yeah, he's an all right guy. So, if you guys had to give him an asshole court score, bonus scores... For Bonus scores for Alec Baldwin. That's right. Without doing a show Without on him. Without doing a show on him, we're just talking Alec Baldwin. Where do you think he'd land on our scale? I'm going to put him at a 4.9 with Kid Rock because I think he's a pretty good person. And uh, unless I heard some bad shit about him, I think that uh, he's rocking into the future. So, yeah, 4.9 for me. Pre-show right. Alec Baldwin. Yeah, I so man, I don't know. Uh, like I said, there's, I've, I remember other stuff when he had that voicemail that got published or put oh, out yeah, there when he was talking bad. to his daughter and said she was like a, a worthless little pig or some shit like that. Ooh, yeah, he's he's, that. Uh, he's 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 not a great guy. I mean, he's a an angry man, but also man, I just I don't know. I'm gonna put him uh, right there with. Uh, probably Vlad the Impaler. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'll, I'll put him, honestly, I'll put him up there with, uh, I'll put him with Dustin Diamond. Four point, fuck. 4.9. I'll go Kid Rock. All right. I actually, I had, I remember. I'd rather hang out with Alec Baldwin than Kid Rock. I had him at yeah, four, me too. 4.75. Yeah. Right. Interestingly enough, uh, I had him at like a 5.4. Okay. Yeah. So. All right. He's a dick. He is also pretentious at times. Yeah. It's odd because I listen to NPR sometimes and it's odd. To, it's like a Saturday afternoon there. He's like, this is Alec Baldwin and I'm so, here to talk about this opera. And I mean, he's into it. He knows. So he's huh. not like whatever. Uh, but like I said, honestly, uh, that, that whole series on Netflix with Seinfeld, comedians getting in car. Or, yeah. Yeah. Getting he was on there and twice and I'm not joking. He was like one of the funniest people I saw on that show, dude. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. He's a funny yeah, guy. No, his deadpan stuff is just, he has the perfect, yeah. he, he won't break character. He doesn't oh, yeah. like, you know, it's perfect. I love that style. One of my favorite lines ever from 30 rock was when she ran into him and it was like in the evening or whatever. And she was like, are you wearing a tux? He was like, Lemon, I'm not a farmer. It's after nine o'clock. That's right. I actually remember that line. Yeah, yes. So killer, dude. <laughs> Stuck at the airport for hours? You haven't reached the end of the internet yet. Unless you've already liked and follow AHC Podcast on all your social media platforms. Give us a quick follow on Twitter and Instagram and give us a like on Facebook. Then your life is complete. Now, back to the show.
Alright, now let's get back to our Amiga Hilaria. Like I said, she doesn't know Alec Baldwin from Adam, but she's into this random older dude at a restaurant. So much so that by April of the next year, the two are engaged and married by June. Now, let me get into some uh, side speculation here, and one that is talked about pretty heavily on the subreddit I visited uh, to learn more about today's subject. On 30 Rock, one storyline was about Jack Donaghy and his romantic relationship with Hispanic girlfriend Elisa, played by none other than Salma Hayek. The story arc ran over multiple episodes, and rumors were that Alec developed a major crush on Salma Hayek. And hey, who wouldn't? If you've listened yeah. to the show before, right. you likely know that at one point in my teenage years, I had developed a scheme to make Salma Hayek meet and fall in love with That's me. That's right. So I totally get it, Alec. <laughs> what was the name of this show? It was uh, Fanatic. Fanatic. Which automatically right. makes me sound insane. <laughs> <laughs> that is how Mikey was going to meet Selma Hayek. Right. Convince her to fall in love with him. It was a guaranteed thing. Yeah. I was like, I'm a ladies' man. He this literally guaranteed happen. us if he met her, then that she would fall for him. Now, and then it was going to be like a reverse entourage. This was the same Mikey he alluded to in the beginning with the platinum blonde hair. Mm -hmm. That's that was Mikey. That was that okay. Mikey. That's a good story about that Mikey. Yeah, but it was going to be like a reverse entourage. Mikey was going to bring all of us along with him. That's right. But he wasn't going to be the movie star. He was just going to yeah. be, you know, married to one. I was like, she'll leave Ed Norton, but he'll hang out with me and still be friends because <laughs> I love Fight Club. It was yeah. it was uh, completely ridiculous. Yeah, that'll happen. Yeah. Isn't she uh, married to like a billionaire now or something like is. that? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, billionaire or, you know, casual podcaster. <laughs> hey, man. Hey, you know. I mean, like I said, <laughs> uh, one of the things that makes Selma Hayek so fucking sexy is her accent and exotic looks and story, right? The important part here is that Selma Hayek's run on 30 Rock started in 2009 and lasted for a few years right before and around the time that Alec bumps into Ilaria at the Carrot Restaurant. Interesting timing, for sure. He had a thing for that look at that time. He did. Yeah, absolutely. Or if she's never had a TV ever and she's trying to do a little bit of recon on him, she watches one or two episodes and it's like, he's always hooking up with this Spanish chick. Now maybe for me. That's right. There's plenty of room for speculation here because, like I said, her dance partner up to 2009 was like, she never talked with his accent. She was hanging around in that area. He went to this restaurant constantly. He was always at this restaurant. Right. Uh, in fact, I think this restaurant is the one that they were talking about in that weird Netflix documentary recently about the murder that happened or something like that. Oh. Yeah, I can't remember the name of it. But anyways, you get the idea. <laughs> <laughs> or was it one of the... Um the owner like took off with the money. Yes. That's yeah. I think it's the New same York, restaurant. Right? Really? I'm, yeah, exactly. Okay. I'm not, I'm yeah. not, and he was hanging out all the time there. She was like a vegan yoga instructor or whatever. And so he was constantly there. And so like, you know, like I said 2009, Ilaria Baldwin doesn't have an accent. All of a sudden she's hanging out there. She sees him constantly bumps into him. Whatever, there you go. Yeah, and I'm going to have to side with the dancing partner on this one. I mean, if there's somebody that spends a lot of time with you intimately, if yeah. you're a dance, it's going to be your dancing partner. You know, they're oh, going to yeah. know everything about you for yeah. the most part. And yeah. when did she go from Hillary to Hilaria? Uh, I don't know specifically when it was, but it was around this time. Mm, so Anyway, uh, Hilaria and Baldwin marry in New York. A People magazine story at the time said she wore a Spanish veil and said, quote, 
I like that I brought in a bit of my culture. Oh, Lord. Mm. Her wedding ring is engraved with the Spanish phrase, Somos un buen equipo, which means something like, God is ass. (laughs) 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 Nah, I'm just kidding. It means, (laughs) it means we make a good team or whatever, and it's on both rings. Lame. Yikes. And better than matching tattoos. Yeah, is it true? Yeah. It is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You can take the ring off. <laughs> you know. <laughs> After the wedding, she told the TV show Extra, quote, it was the best party. I had like 35 or 40 of my family members come from Spain, which equals a really good party. Now, hold on. What what year is this? This is uh, when they got married sometime 2012 around. roughly something like that yeah jesus like yeah Again, like, there's internet like people yeah. know this facebook is, not... is blowing up instagram is blowing up at this or not blowing up but i mean prevalent at this point oh, yeah, certainly like how does she think she's gonna get away with this i don't know that's a it's she did for wow. a minute <laughs> and when asked about where they'll honeymoon she says hopefully in espana so baldwin can hang out with her family she goes on Good Morning America and shares exclusive pictures of the wedding and speaks in what could best be described as a lilting Spanish-ish accent. Uh, she also starts her official Instagram page, which she captions in both Spanish and English. One of these was a blurry picture of Bill Clinton speaking, and the caption called him Senior Clinton. <laughs> Senior Clinton, for real. Senora Hillary. Yeah. In another Instagram post addressing someone that was doubting her Spanish roots, she captioned, quote, in case there was any question about mi cultura upbringing, end quote. And the picture was her wearing a Spanish national football jersey. Boom! Fucking lawyer, dude. Yeah, well, Don't you know that you are only issued a Spanish national jersey after proving that you are part of La Cultura Española? Case closed, Johnson. I thought she was going to show a picture of her and her Spanish family, like in Spain, you know. No, remember her dad is basically a pilgrim. That's <laughs> Came over on the Mayflora. Yeah, there yeah. you go. No, he was on the Nina. The Nina, the, and she is the Pinta. Oh, uh, Santa Maria. <laughs> go back, listen to our uh, Christopher Columbus, Columbus episode <laughs> to get that Pinta joke. Shortly thereafter the wedding, Hilaria immediately starts pumping out Los Bebes. First, there's Carmen Gabriela. Then there's Rafael Tomas. Then there's Leonardo Angel Charles. <laughs> then Romeo Alejandro David. Then Eduardo Paoluca. And finally, there's uh, Maria Lucia Victoria. She even gets a dog to complete the family picture, Diego Manchego. <laughs> I shit you not. Is that what? five kids? That's, well, she has, yeah, she has like five, one, two, three, four, five, six, six kids. And a, uh, and, and a dog, Diego Manchego. Hey, that's some Latin American and numbers right there. She was going for it. Or yeah. Catholic Boston. Catholic Boston. From Boston. (laughs) Oh, my God. I fucking hate that guy so much. Uh, Side note here. uh, She told Vanity Fair España a delightful story about explaining who her husband was and how to pronounce the surname to her family. Because... You know, they're super Spanish. In the in the in the article, she says in Spanish, it had to be, you know, translated because she's speaking Spanish. 
quote, I had to repeat it to my family three times, Baldwin. And the third time they said, oh, we already know who he is. Why don't you pronounce his name right the first time? So in that storytelling, does it not sound like she's explaining to her Spanish family who Alec Baldwin is? And they're all like, who is this again? How to pronounce her her new last Baldwin. name after she got married, right? Baldwin. Yeah. No. Baldwin. Not Baldwin. Baldwin. Yeah, just put that in your pocket for later because okay. this just continues. Why this don't is... you learn how to say his name? Alec Baldwin. Yeah, because well, that's, that's, that's what her dad sounds like. He's like, oh, Alec Baldwin, <laughs> Alec Baldwin the guy from a million movies I've seen. <laughs> and for someone that never owned a television or had an interest in American pop culture, she sure as fuck engages in it immediately, having the launching platform of, you know, Fucking an A-list celebrity, after all. In 2012, she becomes a lifestyle correspondent for the entertainment show Extra. Really? Yes. Oh, wow. The New York Times wrote that Baldwin got the position, uh, you know, Ilaria, got the position because Alec was a friend of Steve Sunshine, the producer of the show. Also, Steve Sunshine. <laughs> that uh, Yeah, no, that caught me off guard, actually. Yeah. I'm just thinking about how far away I am in life from being a lifestyle coordinator. Is that what her name or title was? Yeah, yeah. Lifestyle coordinator for the show Extra, Extra. Right, like that job, like that. how far away oh. I am from something like that. Light years. Yeah, it, yeah. Extra it makes Diet Coke seem like a full turkey Thanksgiving meal. <laughs> it is completely useless. Just completely vapid. And for someone, like I said, that doesn't own a television. Yeah, she got into that pretty quick. Yeah, like I said, so <laughs> for someone that doesn't care about American pop or celebrity culture, Extra is certainly an interesting choice, to say the least. So much for Cervantes. Yeah. Mm. But whatever, in 2013, Alec Baldwin goes on to David Letterman and talks up his wife and impersonates her accent and explains, yeah, my wife is from Spain. I don't mean to be racist, but when I put that accent on, by the way, I just want you to know. <laughs> <laughs> this will also come into play here in a minute. She gets representation from Creative Artist Agency, like one of the largest yeah, yeah, groups there yeah. is, who lists in her talent bio that she was born in Mallorca, Spain. What? What? Yeah. What are we like? In, like living in a fantasy land of no fact checkers? Like, does she think that she's just immune to everything? Oh, we're, we're going to get into this. Oh, fantastic. She posts more weird ass Instagram stuff. A photo of her in a yoga pose with a Spanish flag draped over her and the caption, quote, grateful to be back and on my back in España. On my on her back? back. Yeah. Nice. She's uh, if you see the picture, oh, she she's literally yoga. She literally's uh, doing yoga. Literally I, Yeah, I forgot about the yoga part. All I heard was on um, my back in Spain. Who am I? On my back. Literally doing yoga with a Spanish flag draped over her body. Man. Yeah, me and Randy were thinking that Alec was just going to town. Oh, well, he was also doing that. She <laughs> fucked in that Spanish flag. He used the Spanish flag as his cum rag. <laughs> Let's be honest. It happened. Yeah. She used it to clean up. I can just imagine after he does it, don't you disrespect my flag. Oh, let's be real, honey. You know it's not <laughs> yours anyway. <laughs> ay, ay, ay. He said, ay, mas Dios. No me gusta. <laughs> and then there was another one of a beach sunset with a caption, quote, this is the sunset I remember from when I was young in Spain. Que foto mas marvaliso. And of course, 
she posts a lot of photos with her kids that detractors say look like she's using them as props, which is a reasonable take, in my opinion. <laughs> there's a lot of pictures of really? her like doing yoga or like in a there's one that was in a kitchen where she's like holding a baby and the baby's head is not supported. Oh, and fantastic. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It looks Look at like, how much, how, how good he is at yoga. Yeah. And she's just like, oh, me, Kuchina. <laughs> or whatever, <laughs> you know? She's in the kitchen. This poor kid's head is propped way back. You know, it's just, it's just fucking ridiculous, dude. I, like I said, I, I can't believe I got so into this. Uh, <laughs> I, <laughs> but I did. But I did. And we're glad you did. Yes. Uh, she makes a few spreads and two covers in Ola magazine. Oh, wow. In the articles, she is described as a native Spanish speaker. Now, she does speak Spanish. The operative word here is native. No, dad read her books. and Yeah. She, native yeah. means that she came out of the womb and learned Spanish off right. the rip. That is not the case. She learned it later as her dad who loves and there's nothing wrong with loving Spanish literature. There's a lot of great stuff there, but uh, yeah, she does not correct them. Arguing later that she never reads articles about herself, so she didn't know what they said. Uh-huh. Doesn't own a TV either. That's mm -hmm. right. Uh, she makes an appearance on the Today Show in a portion where she makes gazpacho with Telemundo's Evie Cisco, and in it, she struggles to remember the English word for Cucumber. Oh, shut oh, up. Shut <laughs> which, up. which is why the followers of the Ilaria subreddit call themselves Pepinos. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's awesome. real. You go on there, they're like, it's awesome. they're like, hola, me Pepinos. Here's the latest. It's fucking amazing. That's oh, awesome. I love you guys. Yes. That's awesome. But around 2014, some people are starting to notice that Ilaria. Well, there's something off about her and her story. Vanity Fair España does a feature on her, and in this article, she explains that she was a competitive Latin dancer, an art that she learned in Seville, Spain. Someone did the research, and dance rankings include stops in places like Cambridge, Massachusetts, and Blackpool, England, but nothing in España. Nada. She's legit telling people that she learned how to competitive dance in Seville, Spain. <laughs> Yeah, awesome. Yeah. At the end of the article, the writer throws a bit of shade, saying, En vida de espíritu, Tomás. No. <laughs> I'm not going to do that to y'all. My Spanish accent is horrible. <laughs> Basically, what they translate, uh, or what they say translates to, quote, New York is a mecca for people who want to reinvent themselves. Imbued with that spirit, Thomas refuses to give me or confirm any biographical information beyond carefully chosen anecdotes. Mm -hmm. Oh, man. That's a major shade. Yeah. Because they, you know, this This is how this works. That's a very eloquent way of calling her a liar. It, it, yeah, absolutely right. Good. They well-written. Absolutely Bravo, right. sir. Or ma'am. Yeah. Those types of articles get, you it, You don't get paid for those, but it's sort of an, inter, uh, an exchange. The, like, CAA is like, hey, this is one of our stars. Put them in here, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, write a story about who she is. That author was like, oh, cool. And then he meets her and they're all kind of like, uh, this chick's a fucking fake, but I can't say this. Right. Yeah. That's how you say that she's fake as fuck. Yeah. I am so, calling you a liar without calling you a liar. That's right. And like I said, it sounds to me like the writer and the editors could smell the bullshit, but were obligated to continue with the feature. Oh, I bet you it was funny in the editing room, mm -hmm. the, you know, for them. Oh, yeah, certainly, dude. But nobody else seems to notice. 
or more accurately, nobody seems to care. Yeah. Uh, she continues to post more Instagram bullshit. On her daughter's first birthday, she posted a picture of her and Alec Baldwin running through the narrow streets of Pamplona, angry bulls in pursuit, her daughter wrapped in a Spanish flag and strapped to her back. I'm, She's I'm, doing I'm, the. I'm kidding. Okay, I was about to say, <laughs> good God. I'm, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, she just has a picture of her daughter with a caption Feliz cumpleaños, Carmen Gabriela, tu quiero con todo mi corazón. Which I think means happy first birthday, Carmen Gabriela. Today you feast on your first human heart. <laughs> Very close, Mikey. Very close. <laughs> Listeners, just you can correct me if I'm wrong about that. Uh, she also shared a video of Carmen saying the word Bella for the first time. Quote, in Spanish it means beautiful. We like to call her Carmen Bella. It's a good first Spanish word. And of course, she kicks in the emoji of Spain's flag in hearts. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And a bowl. Yes. To be honest, this lady is really making me start to hate the word España and the Spanish flag. And that's not cool because Spain seems like really fucking cool. And Absolutely. I'd like to go there yeah. for a number of different reasons. I want to go check out Barcelona. Right? Yeah. It is a badass city. My Excellent. sister lived there for like, I think a year or so. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean. It's beautiful. It's an amazing, I, I don't know. It looks beautiful in pictures. Yeah. The surfing is incredible. It looks uh, fantastic. She brought home a street dog named Nino from there. Doug he, Nino! Doug Nino, Nino. that's <laughs> right. He had a definitely European flavor to him oh, yeah. that uh, was not like an American dog. No, he siested hard. He was more like a cat than a dog. <laughs> he was. He was more of an El Gato than an El Perro. <laughs> Hey guys, if you enjoy what you're hearing, please do us a favor and share or repost our show on your favorite platform. We love and appreciate the support. Now, back to the action. In 2015, Ilaria's dad writes a post on the website of his foundation, International Integrators. It started, quote, I grew up in a Midwestern family that relocated to the East Coast of the United States when I was still an infant. My path in life has been heavily influenced by Spanish language and culture, and not because I have an iota of Latin blood in my veins. End quote. Nice. Yeah. That same year, Hello Magazine does a feature on Ilaria, writing, quote, While the Spanish-born beauty hopes to share her knowledge and passion for living a healthy lifestyle with others in a new book she's writing, it seems it's already rubbing off on her famous husband. Where's mom from again? Uh, pretty much from the same place that guy is from the Sam Adams commercials. <laughs> <laughs> is she from from Boston? From Boston, <laughs> mom's from Boston too. They're all yeah, yeah. Her dad's from like the Midwest. I so think I, yeah, was. I know. So dad's got dad's covered. I was just wondering if mom was like I think she's I like, too am not from anywhere but the U.S. Yeah, yeah. All right, yeah. There's mm-hmm. no there's no Spanish. She's not from Spain. Okay, now. or like they weren't traveling around in Spain. Mm-hmm. Nine months pregnant, right? And I'll be she honest, has dual citizenship. I remember actually when I like uh, lived in uh, Hawaii for a little bit, there was a lot of people that would move there, and they would sort of adopt Hawaiian culture and start talking about like they were like, "Oh, this is uh, oh, that's you know, the kind, bro." Oh, yeah, they would be like, "Oh, Kamaaina," which is like 
from the island or whatever. They get to come on a discount at Foodland or whatever. <laughs> and uh, yeah, they, they would like use these terms. You know, where you're like, you know, the uh, Miohana, Myohana or whatever. And you're like, dude, dude, you're just here for like eight months before you go back home. I swear to Christ. It's like Dwayne Dog Chapman, you oh, know, yeah. out there. Oh, yeah. What's up, brother? Yeah, yeah. They, they adopt it. And like the, all the people that are there, honestly, there's not a lot of natives left in Hawaii, but. Uh, they're all sort of irritated by <laughs> with their fearless leader, Mark Zuckerberg. Yeah, yeah. He he doesn't have any intention of assimilating. He's <laughs> his his goal is to own it all. Boy, and, this place is cool. Yeah. Oh, dude. He's like, I like surfing. Let me get on this hydrofoil surfboard, which is like the equivalent of like the recumbent bicycle for the surfing world. If you're riding a foil board, you're a fucking nerd, or you are Laird Hamilton. You choose. <laughs> You're not Laird Hamilton. Anyways, uh, Ilaria does not correct them again in this magazine. She just doesn't. But, you know, she doesn't read her own press again, so <laughs> who would know? Who would? Yeah. In 2016, Ilaria publishes the book The Living Clearly Method, which, you know, why not? She's incredibly accomplished, and who couldn't gain from her valuable life advice about living open and honestly? Of course. It's the right way to live. That's right. Yep. December of that year, Ola Magazine does another feature on her and her family, and they land the cover. In it, she's again described as a, quote, Spanish-born beauty. In 2018, they're featured again and get another cover for Ola Magazine. In the article, it says, quote, Ilaria, who was born in Spain, has made certain to raise her children with her native language, Spanish. Mm -hmm. Well, all their names are Latin. That's right. right. Yeah. Diego Manchego, my dog. How are they going to feel when they grow up and like, oh, mom's from Boston. Dad's from Boston. From Boston. <laughs> my name's Diego. Or Well, I know. mean, with a lot of the celebrity names that are coming out right now for all their kids, I think they actually made it out a little easy. You're right, yeah. I mean, you know, it's none of the names don't matter. It's your mom's a fucking liar. Don't. We're going to name our baby Change Purse. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's the next thing, really, that's in our life. Because I love Louis Vuitton bags, and I use mine as a change purse. That's so, right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so like I said, in this article for Ola Magazine 2018, it actually refers to Hilaria, Alec, and their children as the Baldwinitos family. <laughs> How embarrassing. Dude, who is she sucking off at Ola Magazine? Uh, they were on the cover, like, what, five times or yeah. something? That's ridiculous. CAA, yeah. yeah. They must, like... Her she's agency, their go-to, the default. They're like, ah, we're running tight this month on the deadline. Who can we get? Hilaria's available. Hilaria. It's an exchange because Alec Baldwin is huge. Yeah. And they're like, hey, so if you do this, like maybe we can get an exclusive or whatever it is. It's going to move things. Yeah, fans by proxy. Yeah. Like Agreed. I, said, <laughs> I either feel sorry for Alec Baldwin at this point or I, I hate him for allowing the lie to continue. Whatever, dude. Uh, she does not correct them this time either. Well, she doesn't read it, so... Exactly. 2020, April. She appears on the podcast Cocktails and Convos with Cat and Nat, which, yeah, that definitely sounds like the most podcastiest podcast <laughs> of all time. <laughs> Nothing like our high-quality show, which we almost called Beers and Belligerents with Randy, Mikey, and Buddy. <laughs> I'm, I'm totally kidding about that part, about our show name. Uh, anyways, on this podcast... They discuss her background a bit. The episode description says Baldwin was, quote, originally from Mallorca, Spain. A short section of the episode was included in the Twitter thread in December uh, that they had. And in it, Baldwin said, 
she didn't realize how famous her husband was when they met, prompting Cat Nat to ask about when she moved to the United States. Quote, so you moved here with your parents? One of the hosts asked, seemingly referring to New York City, where the three women recorded the episode. Hilaria said, quote, no, 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 no. I moved here when I was 19 to go to NYU. And then the host says, oh, from? Hilaria says, quote, from, my family lives in Spain. They live in Mallorca. So the host at that point says, oh, yeah. So that would make sense that you wouldn't know the pop culture of, uh, like, America. All right. That's straight from her fucking mouth. She can't say she didn't read what the press or her agency wrote about her there. There's no Wiggle room on that one, mi amiga. You a straight up liar, puta! <laughs> <laughs> and that's like weird because, I mean, all right, so let's look at that. She was born in 84, so she's a couple years younger than us. Yeah. And she's trying to completely say that she she didn't attend middle school, no. uh, high school I moved around here. here. To I'm yeah at nineteen. Uh-huh. If the three of us said, "Hey, we did," you know, we didn't come here until we were nineteen. Do you know how many people on our Facebook well, would be like, so "Dude, full of shit, here's bro. your what? fucking picture in the yearbook, uh-huh. bro"? Oh, like, it's, it's all about to come full circle. Yeah. But if you watch what she's doing, she's trying to toe this weird line to not say explicitly, "Correct, I am from Spain." Because yeah. they said "from," and she said "from." My family lives in Spain, yeah. which is true because their family does live. They moved to Mallorca like in 2011. Okay. Uh, right. That, yeah, exactly. So that's what, so she's constantly like saying like, I never, I, I didn't say it, say it, but like the quote, I moved here when I was 19 to go to NYU is also like, you could say argue, my family lives in Spain. It, yeah. Well, you could say it's plausible deniability. Be like, I did move to New York when I was 19. That's what happened. Yeah. But see, her timing is horrible, it sounds like, because mm-hmm. it said that this podcast was in April of 2020 mm-hmm. when everybody's sitting at home and like with nothing to do but sit there and research shit. Correct. So that sounds like the shit's about to hit the fan. That's right. That's absolutely right. It's around this time that people are starting to ask questions because, like I said, there's not shit else to do except for, (laughs) you know. Cracks are beginning to form around this time. Hilaria, who uh, has her own podcast, Mom Brain, and uh, she receives a scathing one-star review. Somebody wrote, quote, I know Hillary Hayward Thomas from the Cambridge School of Weston in Massachusetts. She didn't have an accent then, and she didn't change her name to Ilaria because she's not Spanish. So please stop using an accent in this podcast and interrupting your guests. Oh, Oh, nice. nice. Yeah. yeah. Toward the end of that year in November, the Hilaria Baldwin subreddit is found by Reddit user McNasty420. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Great name, by the way. Great shout out there, McNasty420. For the sole purpose of discussing what a fraud Hilaria is. And it all unravels quickly in one laser-focused tweet from Twitter user Lenny Briscoe. The tweet read, quote, You have to admire Hilaria Baldwin's commitment to her decade-long grift where she impersonates a Spanish person. <laughs> Lenny Briscoe then proceeded to lay out all the instances of Hilaria's fake Spanishness, yeah, all of it. Like it was. It's like that that meme where like you're trying to explain something, and they've got all the like connecting. Follow the thread. Yeah, follow the thread. 
the tweet gets big enough for uh, the New York Times to reach out to the person behind the Twitter handle. And as it turns out, the lady actually knows like the Baldwin's family like fairly well. But she speaks out anonymously to avoid any retaliation from the Baldwinos. Uh, actually, she specifically said that she was worried about Alec Baldwin punching her in the face. <laughs> nice, <laughs> nice. So uh, she tells the Times, quote, we're all bored, and it just seems so strange to me that no one has ever come out and said it, especially for someone who gets so much media attention. If the New York Times is reporting on something, the jig is up, Hilaria. And indeed, Hilaria like, follows up shortly after the controversy gains critical mass and posts a video on Instagram. Did the Times run a story on it? Mm-hmm. Okay, all right, so the Times did run a story on yes. it. Yes. About this guy's tweet and his claim, or her claims that the whole thing's fake. Yes, okay. all, all of a sudden everybody was like, wait a second, because like I said, she laid it out, was like, check out this clip, check out yeah. this clip, check out this, here's other people, and then they were like, what's going on here? And of course, Alec Baldwin is a, a, a big person, oh, yeah. not just as a celebrity, but especially in New York. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. So the New York Times is like, well, fuck, I guess we got to look into this it. This is hometown news. That's right, that's right. Uh, so yeah, after all that shit comes through, Hilaria pops into Instagram to just clarify a little bit. She says, quote, I just want to be very clear just because I think that there's some stuff that needs to be clarified. I've tried in the past to be clear, but sometimes people don't always report and write what you say. And I've just kind of put my hands up. Pause. So she starts out by basically saying, it's everyone else's fault that this is happening. Yeah, it's Especially so hard yeah. being me. I tried to correct this stuff, and nobody listens to me. That's they right. just they just print what I say, but when I try to correct it, they don't listen. Yeah, she continues. "Quote: I'm born in Boston, and then I spent some of my childhood in Boston, some of my childhood in Spain. There was like a lot of back and forth my entire life, and I'm really lucky that I grew up speaking two languages, and I'm trying to raise my kids so that they speak two languages too." And she wraps it all up by saying, "Quote." I've seen some things about, like, she's a white girl. Yes, I'm a white girl. I'm a white girl. Let's be very clear that Europe, you know, has a lot of white people in there, and my family is white. Ethnically, I'm a mix of many, many, many things. Culturally, I grew up with the two cultures. So it's as simple as that, really. In the past, I would get very frustrated when reporters would report this or report that, and I'd try to be very clear. They'd be like, oh, so you were born in Spain? And I was like, all right, let me give you a spoiler alert. You're the only one who knows. And I would be laughing because it was like, anytime I would say it, people would just want to label you or something else. So yeah, once she's caught, she tries to walk it back just a little bit. Yeah. Remember just a couple Seems months? She was kind of an aggressive, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, she's fucking busted. Yeah, yeah, she's caught in the corner, and yeah. she's trying to bear claw her way out of there. Yeah, and remember just a couple months before all this, she's all, I came here to New York at 19 for school, and I stayed forever. My family is from Mallorca. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then, after getting called out, she's all... Hey, dummies, let me explain something to your dumb media brains. I always said I was from Boston and I'm white. Lots of Europeans are white. Not that I'm European. Well, I'm kind of European because my family came from Europe like 400 years ago. But I'm not saying I'm European, really. It's just like Spain, you know. I just like Spain is all. This is all the media's fault. It's like she had a layover once in Madrid and was like, I am from Spain. Yes, yes. It's like when I tell people that I've uh, been to Iowa. I spent like a week there, right? Yeah, <laughs> being like, "Oh yeah, I I, I know I Iowan culture." Is that how you even say it? 
Shortly after this half-assed confession, Alec comes to Hilaria's aid, replying to her Instagram post, quote, I understood from day one that you were born here and raised for many years in both the U.S. and Spain. You never claimed you were from Spain. You always maintained you were born here. But remember that interview with David Letterman I just talked about a little while ago where uh, he said, quote, my wife is from Spain. Yeah. I don't mean to be racist when I put that accent on, by the way. Uh-huh. It doesn't seem to help <laughs> at all. <laughs> Hilaria is suddenly becoming more famous than ever for being a fraud. Yeah. Infamous. Which isn't the type of fame she wanted. Infamy. <laughs> <laughs> Her PR team kicks into high gear and scores uh, an, like, an explanatory interview with the New York Times in it. Uh, she tries again to explain that she didn't do anything wrong, saying, quote, where's the smoking gun? My intentions are I'm living my life and my life is created by my parents, my different experiences, my languages, my culture. What's that, Hilaria? My culture? Not me cultura? <laughs> Sounding a little bit chastened there to me lately, you know. Let that Espanol the flag fly, girl. <laughs> All of the obvious side, the oddball nature of a dumb lie told and lived by a social climbing 21st century debutante, it got me thinking about a common theme that runs through our shows. Liars. Yeah, yep. absolutely. We've talked about it so many times. Too many to count at this point. It generally gets you in trouble, Yeah. right? If you live a lie, it'll come back to bite you and put you on a podcast like this. Yeah, 100%. Right. She should have been there the day that my grandfather told me. He was like, hey, if you never lie, you never have to remember what you said. That's true. And that's wise words to live by. And yeah. Hilaria was not next to me. She was probably in Spain at the time. So España. España. Yeah. So but my question is like, why do they do it? Why, why does it happen, right? And I tried to actually get an answer. Like I dug in and was like, let me figure out what's going on here. Like psychologically. But unfortunately, there like isn't a singular answer. Obviously, it's complex. People lie for different reasons. Mm -hmm. But there is one commonality that I did find. Lying gets easier the more you do it. Sure. According to a Dr. Tally Sharo, who co-authored a paper on what lying does to our brains, quote, when people start lying, they start small, and then the lies become bigger and bigger and bigger. We found that the response in the amygdala, part of the brain that is important for emotion, goes down over time. The more it goes down, the more likely we are to lie more and more. Totally can see that. Yep. All day, yep. every day. Yep. yep. And it's almost like anything you do. The more you do it, the better you get at it. For sure. You know? Sure. Absolutely. So is Hilaria Baldwin's amygdala the size of a tiny Spanish peanut? <laughs> Probably. <See>? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> And, no if the, me gusta. <laughs> and if there were a shame organ, it would likely be a similar size because it's pretty obvious that the only emotion she feels over living a lie is mild embarrassment. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that is Ilaria Baldwin, a.k.a. Hillary Lynn Hayward Thomas. <laughs> uh, <laughs> wow. Final scores, me amigos. Goodness. All right, buddy. What do you got? All right, so for me, wow, that's uh, quite the tale right there. Quite the tall tale, my friend. Man, I just didn't realize that she just lied so much about everything. She's just a pathological liar. Yeah. And, um, you know, it just kind of like people that we've covered in the show before. They just lie and lie and lie until they get caught. And, uh, yeah, she's like that, uh, like almost like a rabid dog 
that gets caught that's, you know, or backed into the corner. And now yep. she's fucking just coming out at everybody. Yeah. And um, I mean, it's hard if that's the the platform that you've built up and then you get called out on it. You know, that's a that's a tough corner to be in. You know, you don't want to be in there now. Don't lie and you won't be. But uh, yeah, she's just a pathological liar. And um, this being asshole court, if this were, you know, just her lying and lying and lying, you know, you're being dishonest, but that's not really you being an asshole. But from what it seems like this, when she got caught, she turned into an asshole and was Mm -hmm. like, it was everybody else's fault and not hers. And everybody switching her words around when she was the one that was switching it around all the time. There was actually a subreddit question for the ask Reddit. And it was like, what is a sign of someone that's a bad person? Number one answer was, if nothing is ever their fault. Yeah, yeah of course. Absolutely. Everything absolutely. is always yep. somebody else's and fault. And I was just like, oh, it's perfect. It's a, a yeah. nice loop in for the whole thing. But yeah, it's true. Like it, She gets cornered and she's like, blames CAA. Yeah. yeah, she blames everybody else. The magazine, Ola magazine, yeah. blames blames the New York yeah. Times. I never said that. Blah no. blah blah. No. You know, yeah, just a pathological liar. So originally, I had her at a five point one, which you know is you know if we say the average asshole or the average person is a three or a four, mm-hmm. you know five point one is a little bit more than that. But um, I don't know. I'm just getting a. I don't think she raped anybody, but I'm getting Steven Seagal vibes over here. So, uh, (laughs) yeah. So, uh, I mean, he did fake being an Asian master of karate or whatever. Yep. And then uh, he was a uh, he was a law officer, you know, and all that training. So, yeah. I'm going to uh, put her right up there with Steven Seagal, right. and I'm going to put her at a 6.0. Okay. But you know what? To kind of skew it just a little bit, let's drop it down just a little bit because Steven Seagal is on his own level. So we're going to drop her down to a 5.9, 5.9 as a final asshole score from Buddy on Ilaria Baldwin. Nice. Randy, what you got? All right. So I'm going to keep mine pretty short. I think my favorite part about this whole story is a very primitive feeling people get, and it's the self-gratification Watching other people fail or like <laughs> get busted in something. So when you busted. See, yeah, when you see this shit play out, oh man, it like man, I I get wrapped up in dumb shit like this all the time. But it's because they deserve it. To be honest, yeah, it's like the show Cheaters. Dude, like you loved I, it when they got busted. I love it. Many times before, I watched the trashy TV, and I think that is the element that yeah. I enjoy is like that. Oh shit. Yeah. And like there, when there you is, are not the father and they're like, Whoa, oh, oh. And like they a, run up on them on the car and they're, they're like, Oh, oh I'm yeah. not, we're just yeah. studying. Well, and there's a sense too, that you should feel guilt about taking pleasure in this. Like, right. and, like there's the German term schadenfreude, yeah. which is the, the joy of watching other people's misfortune, but they fucking deserve this. <laughs> and that's why it feels so fucking good. Yeah. And hilariously enough, it seems like she was closer to German from her history than it was than yeah. Spanish. She's that, basically that is hilarious. <laughs> I had to get one in. I had to get one in. It's coming right. into the show tonight. I was like, I can't do it over and over. Hilarious. Do one and pick do your spot, Randy, be, and make it great. There it is. Hey, at least you're honest. There That's, it is. If, if if nothing else, <laughs> yeah, Randy is the most honest motherfucker alive. Like a lot of people would be like. Oh, I don't watch any of that fucking daytime television <laughs> shit. He's just like, I fucking love it, man. Dude, I watched Cheaters on my lunch break today. Oh, I was working yeah. from home, took a little break, walked the dog, and uh, heated up some leftovers and watched Cheaters. Yeah. You I had it. no idea of that before I oh, made dude, that it's comment. It's okay. But you I know are, that you watched it. Yeah. You are comfortable in who you are, and that is oh, shit. 
Exactly. Yeah. Who gives a fuck? Yeah, exactly. exactly. Why would you imagine yeah. having to craft a whole lifestyle because you're so uh, insecure with yourself that you're like, I'm from España. And that, that's the whole thing with the lying, too. Back to kind of what your grandpa said. It's too much effort. Mm-hmm. I watched that fucking Tindler Swindler. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. The amount of effort that yeah. that guy put into that. Yeah. Man, he could have done so much other stuff yeah. with that amount of effort. You know? I know. Yeah. Like, well, my grandfather had multiple affairs, and I was just like, that'd be exhausting. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. it's not even worth it. Jesus. How do you it's juggle what, all that and all the like, lies? All, and all, all the stress and shit just to bust a nut. Like, just let it <laughs> yeah. go, dude. <laughs> let that ride. All right. So, wrapping it up, I'm slapping her at 5.8. Six, a tick above Courtney Love. Okay. All right. Tick above Courtney Love, 5.6. I, really, I like that. I like that a lot, honestly. Take us home, Mike. The the window of opportunity for understanding her is literally like two weeks at this point. Right. So the preliminary score is very identical <laughs> to the afterwards score because, again, who the fuck was she, right? I yep. don't know. Mine won't adjust all that much, but I am a big fan of the idea of the Courtney Love score. But I feel like she's... Less, yeah, she's more, she's worse than Courtney Love. I'll, I'll do a 5.55. All right. Yeah. Just to, you know, we, yeah, the thing is saucy. that give our some... numbers are getting like when we, we literally are sitting right here with almost four sheets of paper. This, uh, <laughs> this scale is getting wild. So we have to find a little wiggle room there. Yeah, so that way we don't have like the triple six 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 scores and stuff like that. <laughs> With Chevy Chase and the founder of the Church of Satan, founder of the Church of Satan, <laughs> Anton Lavey, Chevy Chase, and Anna Delvey, yeah, uh, who we did not too long oh, ago. Oh, and that's actually a little parallel right there. That's, that's I, I thought about that yeah. too. Yeah, but but my father will buy you the money. Nobody lost money on Hilaria Baldwin. Yeah, 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 yeah. lost a lot of time. We'll never get back in our lives. I don't know. I feel like I gained a little bit. This is a fun oh, episode. No, this yeah. episode, no. Yeah. You're we're always learning here. Yeah. I'm saying if you ever read anything, oh, like yeah, if you yeah. read Ola magazine, you're never getting that time back. No, no. But also there's I don't imagine the- many of our show listeners read the Hilaria no. Baldwin interview in Ola magazine. But it's like yeah. the same just thing, a hunch. It's the same thing though with like my mom that reads like Star magazine is like <laughs> they're just like us. And I'm like, what? what a waste of time. <laughs> <laughs> it gives a fuck. They take poops, too. Oh, really? Leonardo DiCaprio clogged a toilet at a Waffle House. And fucking <laughs> <laughs> All right. With a 5.9 from Buddy, a 5.6 from Randy, and a 5.55 from Mikey, Hilaria Baldwin's final asshole score is a 5.68. All right, 5.68. We're getting a new territory here. It is literally 1 100th. Of a percentage point above Mark Zuckerberg, who is at 5.67. She's at 5.68. There That's it is. It's going to keep Baldwin. getting weirder, y'all. Yep. I mean, like, we're picking up show topics like Hilaria Baldwin. Like, I, if we, when we started the show, I remember I was like, all right, well, I want to do like dictators. <laughs> and then now I'm doing Alec Baldwin's wife. Yeah. Loving the rabbit hole you're going down on that. Yeah, it so. is great. Honestly, a big, big, big shout out to the Hilaria Baldwin subreddit. I think you guys are borderline insane, but it's hilarious. That's right. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I love it. Hell yeah. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Asshole Court. Like we mentioned at the beginning, uh, check us out on Patreon. We love all of our subscribers. Lots of cool stuff on there. www.patreon.com slash AHC podcast. And again, like we alluded to, keep the show ideas coming. Hit us up on social media. 
We love those five star reviews. Keep the the five star reviews coming in. We love that shit too. And tell your friends about us. Yeah, you know, uh, you might be enjoying it. And not even think to tell your friends, but hey, uh, spread the word. You know, we definitely appreciate it. Absolutely. Yeah. We literally have enough show ideas to run until Jesus comes back. <laughs> Which depends on who you ask. It could yeah. be next week. I was going to say, it depends on who you ask. <laughs> in all actuality, I was kind of gaming it out, and it literally is about 15 years of shows. <laughs> nice. Hell yeah. Appreciate everything. For all your support, be kind to one another, and we'll see you next time on Asshole Court.